Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into That Betting Show here on 610 Sports Radio, a podcast-only edition of the show this week. We've got some Royals baseball on 610 Sports Radio on Thursday night. Uh, should be the last conflict, I think, that we have. And also, it's game day in Kansas City. We've got the Chiefs and Chargers coming up a little bit later on tonight. So we're going to get into some of the prop bets that I really like in the Chiefs-Chargers game. We'll take a look at the spread, the total, and once again, is the highest total in the NFL in week two, 53.5 points. It was as high as uh, 54.5 points. So we'll take a look at that angle, some trends that tell you uh, the over is the play. doesn't guarantee anything, but uh, the total uh, certainly leaning towards the over if you look at some of the trends. So we're going to get into that. We'll talk briefly uh, with some of my picks, and we'll make this kind of a shorter edition of the show since we're not live, we're not on, on the air, we're just doing a podcast. Uh, but I do want to start with um, some some unexpected Uh, breaking news today when it comes to legalizing sports wagering on the Missouri side. We know Kansas has had legalized sports wagering for the last uh, two, three weeks or so. And so many of you have also tweeted or texted about being in Missouri and driving across the state line and being annoyed, of course, right, that that Kansas has it. You maybe have driven across the state line. You've filled up your gas tank on the other side of the state line. You've gotten food in Kansas, right? These are dollars that are being spent not in your state, if you're a resident of Missouri. And so the frustration is obvious, and it sounds like some of that frustration has finally uh, reached those representing you in Missouri at a higher level than before. Uh, Initially reported by our own Bob Fesco, and then I was able to get some more information and confirm and and talk to some other sources today, that Missouri Representative Dan Houks has filed a House bill to call on the governor to address sports wagering during a special session. So here's what's happened. Uh, I was told a couple months ago that the likelihood of the governor of Missouri allowing sports betting to be discussed during the special session, which is going on right now, uh, was virtually unheard of, would be a long shot. And we would have to wait till January of 2023 for the next legislative session for the process to start up. And if you guys followed uh, some of my coverage on the House and the Senate side, In Missouri, you recognize there was still plenty of issues on the Senate side. And we can go over those again here in just a little bit. Uh, So what this does is it shows there's an effort to put some pressure at minimum on the governor, for starters, to allow this to be discussed. And what what has changed? It's what I said. I mean, it is the fact that what we kind of, I think, all knew, but sometimes it takes it to actually happen, which is that money's going over to Kansas. And... If you're going to be discussing economic issues in your state, well, having people leave your state to spend money in another state, that's a problem, even if it's sports wagering. And so let me just read you the the, the paragraph and statement that I got from Missouri Representative Dan Houks and his, uh, his office today about the decision to file a bill that would ask the governor to allow this to be discussed during the special session and not have to wait till January. So the statement was, quote, The current extraordinary session was called by the governor to have robust discussion to keep as much of Missourians' own money in their hands while ensuring we continue to, quote, manage our state finances by balancing our budget every year. I feel strongly that an important part of that discussion must include removing barriers that cause Missourians to spend their hard-earned money in other states. The statement from Dan Houks goes on to say, After watching an exodus of Missourians over the last two weeks contribute to Kansans' economic 
uh, economy, excuse me, through Sportsbook, it is clear Missouri has missed an opportunity to be responsible in maintaining a balanced budget while also cutting taxes. As Kansas and other surrounding states capitalize at our cost, I believe adding Sportsbook to the discussion rises to the level of extraordinary. This is why, despite being outside of the governor's call, I have filed House Bill 4, and I hope the governor will give serious consideration to expanding the call. That is uh, from Missouri Representative Dan Houck. You can see uh, the angle they're going with there is that, hey, it's an extraordinary session. Talk about extraordinary things, talking about the economy. Well, we've got people leaving our state to go spend money in Kansas. That's extraordinary in their mind, right? And that's what's going to have to be decided by uh, Governor Parsons when it comes to whether or not he'll allow this to be discussed. So let's just go through the scenarios. Obviously, one is the governor doesn't allow it to be discussed. Well, then it's just case closed. Uh, yes, there's political pressure there, and there will be some public backlash. But that's that's option one, and I still think is definitely a viable route for him to take. And if that happens, then you got to wait till January, which is exactly where we were already at back in May. The other option is, of course, that he allows it, and during the special session, the House and the Senate can discuss and potentially pass a sports wagering bill. I was told by someone today that the House has a decent chance of passing a bill if they get that opportunity, which shouldn't surprise you if you followed some of the coverage. The House really has not been the issue in this, the House bill, that is. It's being able to get the Senate to agree. And there was some talk of compromise uh, at the last minute last year. It didn't happen. Earlier this year, it didn't happen. Um, so let's say the House passes it. Again, then the Senate has to pass, and they have to pass identical bills. We all know how this works in that regard, right? They have to have identical bills passing both chambers. Um, and then it would go to the governor for a signature. Then it becomes law. And then you're talking about the implementation. And we all know on the Kansas side, the bill passed in May, and it took until September 1 to implement. And that was the second fastest implementation of sports wagering in the country of the 30 or so you know, of the, of the so 30 or so um, states that have, that have passed it. So that is something to keep in mind. If Missouri passes it, that as great as that is, and it would be fantastic, you still aren't going to be able to bet during the regular season this year. Best case scenario, January. I talked to someone else today that, that is kind of in the know on this and said that, uh, the way the Missouri Gaming Commission works, you're probably at least six months out, a, a longer timeline. But, look, passing it is all that, that anybody should really care about if you're an advocate for being able to legally wager while you're in the state of Missouri. Um, but any inclination that, hey, this is now going to get done and I'm going to be able to bet in the next month or two, that that's just not realistic. Um I don't have a good feel on whether or not the you know this is actually going to pass right now. I've talked to multiple people, as I said, that think the Senate or the House would pass it, but the Senate's still the wild card. Even if the you know if the governor even allows it to be debated, um, and I think that's a big if um, at, at this point in time. What were some of the issues? Um, you guys may have caught some of my interview with Senator Denny Hoskins, uh, who has been an advocate of sports wagering. It's not that he's not, uh, but certainly has been part of the roadblock. Uh, to getting it done based off of some of the things he believes should be in the bill, those video lottery terminals, uh, which there's been some compromise that maybe those don't have to be in the bill, but if they're not in the bill, then the tax rate needs to be higher. Um, and so the, the casinos hadn't you know, agreed to 
uh, to that latest compromise. Now, has enough changed over the last couple of times? Uh, perhaps so. Um, if you take a look, if you take a look at the bill, the last go around, or at least what that was discussed in the bill, uh, the fact that the tax rate of Missouri uh, was fifteen percent—that's what Denny Hoskins wanted—is fifteen percent. Kansas is at ten percent. Iowa's at six point seven five percent. That's something that will still have to be sorted out. Is there a compromise that can be had on the tax rate that the casinos don't want to pay? Something to to balance the two. All that hasn't changed. All that is still in play. And and if even though now you've seen money go across the state line to Kansas, I will remind you that prior to Kansas legalizing, there were still four other states that had already legalized this. So, yes, does it help that Kansas legalized it and now it's another border of people going across the state line in the KC metro area and beyond? Sure. Um, But people were leaving St. Louis to go to Illinois for years. People have been leaving... KC Moe to go to Iowa for years. Tennessee, another state that borders, has it legalized. So it's not, I don't, I guess personally, this is my opinion. I don't buy into it that it's like just because Kansas has done it, now we have to. I think it certainly has helped uh, that now that's why we're seeing a push, but it's not an automatic. Uh, if it really was just about going across the state line, well, then why didn't they get it done when people were going across the state line from St. Louis to Illinois? Has it finally just reached a point that? Uh, the attention and the public backlash has gotten higher than 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 it's ever been. Maybe so, um, but I was reminded of something I think that's important as well today, and that is that the majority of state legislators deep down don't really care about sports betting. There's some that are very passionate about it, but deep down, remember that when we talk about some of the more important issues that exist that are out there, right? that have been debated no matter what state you're you're in. Taxes, education, gun control, abortion, right? All these things. Now, everything else is kind of just filler. Elected officials typically don't care about sports betting. And you should say, well, shouldn't they care about tax revenue and all that? For, for sure. And what the constituents think, right? Like that's, just, that's just politics in, in general. But just keep that in mind. Like you and I... If you're listening to this podcast and this show, obviously you're passionate about sports betting, whether you live in Kansas or Missouri. But there is the reality that there's plenty of people that don't really care about it. Maybe you don't care about sports betting, but maybe you do care about tax revenue leaving your state. And that's where hopefully, if you're trying to get this passed, hopefully you can get some movement happening. So that's just something uh, that I wasn't even planning on talking about today on the podcast, but that news happened today, initially reported uh, by our own Bob Fesco. And then I was able to get some more information on really where things are at. And I just wanted to remind everybody, um, nothing has really changed yet. Uh, But let's follow what happens this weekend. Uh, And my Twitter account, Alex Gold, I'll have info there. And then on Monday and Tuesday of next week, and the first step, again, is going to require the governor uh, to actually allow the discussion on sports wagering to exist. And that is a huge first hurdle that has to clear. Okay, so enough of the uh, the legislation stuff. Let's talk about actually betting on some games, and in particular, the Chiefs and the Chargers game. And I mentioned the total at 53.5 points. It's been as high as 54.5, and, and you may have seen some of the news come out today on a huge wager that was placed on the Chiefs under in this game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. A better placed a $275,000 bet on the under 54 and a half. So they got it at 54 and a half. This goes back to shopping around 
Um, hey, look, if you're going to put $275,000 on a game, you better shop around and make sure you got the best line possible. 54.5 is the best number if you're trying to bet the under. If you're trying to bet the uh, the over, of course, you want to try to find it at 53 or 55.5, not at 54.5. The potential payout on that bet, by the way, $525,000. Um, so I really love the over. That That's my my strongest play if we're going spread, money line, besides money line, spread in, in total. Um, I really don't like the spread on the Chiefs at, at four and a half, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that. In fact, I lean Chargers to cover the four and a half points. Uh, I do believe the Chiefs are winning this football game, um, but I, I lean that the Chargers can cover, I think it's something like a 37, uh, 30, you know, 37, 33 type of game. And again, that's four points. And so, or 37, 32, it's five points. And I, I think that spread is about right. So I'm staying away from the spread, but I love the over. So the over is 8-1 in Mahomes' last nine starts, including the playoffs. So in the last nine games for Mahomes, the games involving the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, it has gone over. Some big-time games, a lot of points being scored, and they've had some of the highest totals during that nine-game stretch. There are multiple weeks during that nine-game stretch where the Chiefs had the highest total of the week. So I, I would keep that in mind. Some other trends, if you're leaning towards the over to make you feel better about it or why I would be betting the over tonight and why I am betting the over tonight. In Mahomes' three meetings against the Chargers, the two teams have combined to score 54, 52, and 57 points. And then the final trend for the over, in the Chiefs' four home openers with Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City has scored 38 33, 34, and 33 points, winning all four of them, and also covering in three of the four, going three and one against the spread. So that's a trend when it comes to the over. We know about the injuries here. I mean, I think when you're talking about what I think are the two of the top three quarterbacks in football, Mahomes and Herbert, and then you add in a young chief secondary that just took a blow this week with Trip McDuffie ending up on IR, I know there's no Keenan Allen for the Chargers, but Herbert, to me, is going to get his. Otherwise, we're talking about a completely different story with this Chiefs defense, bigger picture, if they shut down Herbert. But I don't think you really shut down Justin Herbert for a full game. He's one of those special guys. Right? When we talk about Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and Rodgers, those guys are going to typically get theirs. doesn't mean it can't ever happen where they get shut down. We all saw Aaron Rodgers just last Sunday against the Vikings uh, where he had nobody to throw to. Uh, Look terrible as an offense. So it can happen. But I don't think the Chiefs are shutting down Herbert. I think the Chargers are going to score, you know, 27-plus points. The Chiefs, I just gave you the trends. They're going to score 33 if you believe in the trends. And so I lean over in this game. I think both teams will give up some points. My only question for uh, the Chiefs is going to be, can Orlando Brown Jr. and... Andrew Wiley hold up at the left tackle and right tackle spots going up against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. If it is them taking over this game, then that can cause some problems for Mahomes and perhaps slow down the Chiefs offense. But, man, there's just too many trends, and we saw this Chiefs offense look like they are clicking on all cylinders and in midseason form immediately against the Cardinals last week. Do I think it's going to be as easy as that? No, of course not. But I think the points are going to be there. The Chiefs are going to be able to spread the ball around. There's going to be some new wrinkles that the Chiefs, of course, didn't even use yet against the Cardinals. So I really like the over um, in this game. As far as some other picks and going against the spread a little bit, I do want to bring some attention to the week one and kind of a little bit of the betting recap. 
if you're someone that bet last week, some of this is going to be obvious to you. Otherwise, it's just something to keep in mind and uh, how much you, you buy into uh, things correcting uh, and things going back to the mean and, and, and that sort. So favorites were 10-5-1 and one straight up last week in the NFL. Favorites were 8-8 eight and eight against the spread. Favorites of three or more points were 3-7 and seven against the spread. And teams getting 50% more of the bets were just 6 and 10 against the spread. So keep that in mind when you're taking eye, uh, a peek, I should say, at this week two NFL slate. Uh, also, totals, I just told you I love the over in tonight's game. Unders were 11 and 5 a week ago. A lot of teams didn't play starters in the preseason. It was ugly. Unders, 11 and 5. Do we see a correction in that here in week number two? I think at least for Thursday night football, even though there's some trends that back up Thursday night football being uh, lower scoring, <clears throat> then uh, keep keep an eye on under 11 and a half. Now, Chiefs, Chargers, two high-powered offenses. I honestly don't value the uh, the under trend as much. But 11 and 5, do we see some correction here in week two? Uh, that's something I, I would obviously look into when you're thinking about making your wagers for this week in the NFL. Uh, as far as last week, how do we do as a show? Let's run through that real quick. Goldilocks last week, two and two against the spread in the NFL. So we're two and two on the year. Uh, no, two and oh in props. So if you bet with us fully on our official show picks, you still came out making some money. That's because, yes, two and two against the spread. Don't get me started on that Philadelphia Eagles game where they were up 17 points twice. 17 twice, had a minus four, and they end up winning by three. That was a bad beat, a backdoor cover by the Detroit Lions. But two and oh in props. Honestly, didn't have to sweat either of them. Jonathan Taylor, over 96 and a half rushing yards. No problem there whatsoever. And then also, you had Patrick Mahomes, over two and a half passing touchdowns. And I said, hey, anytime I can get Patrick Mahomes at plus money to throw two or more touchdowns, or excuse me, three or more touchdowns, I'm going to take it. He was plus 130 then. He's still plus money tonight. So I'll go back in that direction as well. But Jonathan Taylor had 161 yards on the ground last week. So we cashed both our prop bets. Hopefully you followed us on all four of them there. Uh, we made some money if that was the case. As far as college football, back-to-back -back weeks of 500. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, right? Obviously, we want to be on the, on the positive end there. But better than losing money. Uh, last week, 2-2. Two and two, So we're 6-6 six and six in college football. Hopefully we can get this thing revved up. And going uh, Alabama under we hit on. We did not hit on Alabama to cover the spread. We missed the under in that Air Force Colorado game by one point. And then uh, we were able to, to get it home with Arkansas uh, covering the eight points against South Carolina, uh, which we spoke about last week on the show. So uh, we are uh, two and two in the NFL against the spread two and oh in props. And we are six and six in college football picks. Uh, so let's get to some some prop bets for the Chiefs game. And then I'll give you my Goldilocks for the NFL. I'll just use FanDuel, as I typically do when it comes to prop bets. Just a, a couple that pique my interest. Uh, a fun one everybody goes to, of course, is touchdowns. And there's a couple boosts I want to bring your attention to on FanDuel right now, and I think are interesting. One is for the Chiefs and the Chargers to each have a rushing touchdown and each have a passing touchdown. To me, if you like the over in this game like I do, I love the fact that I can get this boosted to 250 now. So it's plus 180 for the Chiefs and Chargers to score one or more rushing touchdowns each, or and excuse me and one or more passing touchdowns each plus 250 was plus 180 I think it's worth a little sprinkle there uh, going into a game that I think is high scoring the other one Mahomes and Herbert each to throw for 200 or 250 or more passing yards it's minus 130 FanDuel's boosting it 
to 125. Typically, these have $50 max. Not always. You could do uh, some digging on that when you get to the website or your app. Um, but I like both of those boosts. And the other one is uh, for any time touchdown score uh, would be for Travis Kelsey. Um, and now that I'm looking, let me see if it's still there. Earlier this morning, they had a boost for Travis Kelsey uh, to get a touchdown, normally minus 130 at some point during the game. And they had that boosted to, uh, let's see, what was it earlier today? Was minus 145, and they boosted it to plus 150. If you can still get that, I think that's worth a sprinkle as well. So those are a couple of the, the boosts when it comes to prop bets that I like over at FanDuel. Remember, every app's going to have different uh, opportunities. Line shopping is very important. For example, we were talking on our local show here, Cody and Gold on 610, that uh, on one site, it had you know a first touchdown uh, for, gosh, who was it? I want to say it was Michael Burden uh, for any time touchdown. It was like 21 to 1. And I think Nick said another app, I think it was BetMGM, had it at 14 to 1. That's a big difference uh, if you're going to put money on touchdown scores. So make sure you shop around and all that. Uh, just one of the other prop bets or so that, that I'm going to be keeping an eye on and that I'm going to have a play on. Anytime touchdown for Sky Moore. I know he only got 13 snaps last week. <coughs> Excuse me, but he's 7 to 1 to score a touchdown in this game. I don't think we've seen the full utilization of Sky Moore yet. I think that 13 snaps will be the low watermark of this season for him if he's healthy. I think he'll see a couple more snaps. I'm not saying he's going to get 30 snaps, but I think he can get closer to 18 or 20. And I think near the goal line, red zone, some creativity from Andy Reid. We saw it last week where they had McColl in the backfield, and then they ended up doing a shovel pass to Clyde. Wouldn't surprise me if Sky Moore's lined up in the backfield. And it actually goes to Sky Moore, right? I mean, those are the kind of things I'm keeping an eye on at seven to one anytime touchdown score. I, I, I like that value for a Sky Moore in this game. And then as far as the the receiving props, uh, the one constant other than Kelsey to me in this when it comes to targets going to be Juju. Juju Smith Schuster over fifty five and a half receiving yards. We know last week he led the team in targets. You gotta love targets when you're looking at prop bets for receiving yards. I think that's going to continue. I think he and Travis Kelsey will be the two guys you can count on to get targets. So I like the over 55.5 for Juju Smith-Schuster receiving yards. Uh, MVS is sitting at 45.5 yards over under. I'm just staying away. I told you guys this last week. I don't have a good feel yet on how they're going to use MVS, McCole Hardman, and Sky Moore from a receiving yardage perspective. It wouldn't surprise me if MVS is right around that 45.5, but not enough to where I'm going to put money on it. Um, And then another one, on on the defensive side was interesting to me. It got my attention. And it's for Karloftis to record a sack and for Chris Jones to record a sack. So this is not half sacks. These are full sacks. It's important. I had someone ask me that today. Full sacks. Karloftis is plus 152 to get a sack in the game tonight. So a $10 wager would win $15.20. Um, Chris Jones is plus 192. I thought that was interesting, guys, uh, that... The money is going in, and the odds are setting up to where it's saying it's more likely that Chris Jones gets a sack tonight. Or, excuse me, that George Karloftis gets a sack tonight than Chris Jones. I disagree with that. I think we all liked what we saw from Karloftis. Um, but to me, Chris Jones to record a sack is tonight against the Chargers in a primetime game is more likely than Karloftis. Look, I hope they both cash. I hope both guys get it. But that was interesting to me that one's plus 192, and it's not Karloftis. It is, uh, it is Chris Jones. Those are just a couple prop bets that I like in this game. And the one thing I would caution people on, last week, I think everybody came out feeling pretty good if you put money on that Chiefs game, not only with the spread, 
and the total, but prop bets. Um, I would just be careful. Last week, to me, was the dream scenario. If you're just a Chiefs fan that says, hey, I'm going to bet on everything positive for the Chiefs. Over on Kelsey. Over on touchdowns. Over on, you know, Juju. Over on Clyde. I guess he didn't go over. You know, that was a week where if you just bet as a Chiefs fan, you did really well. And there's going to be a lot of weeks like that. I just would caution you that that's not how every week will go. Last week was truly that example of, man, I just want to be a homer and bet with my heart and be happy and win money. It's a great week for that. I think there's opportunities for overs to hit this week, but not every week is going to be where you can just bet on everything positive for the Chiefs and win. Last week was great for it. I saw so many of you cashed in on a Jody Fordson 8-1, to 9-1 to one prop. Someone sent me, they bet 125 bucks on Jody to get a touchdown. Good for you. About 1100 bucks, I think. It's what somebody won. So that's awesome. Those are great stories. And and on the Discord channel uh, that some of you are part of, uh, we love seeing those on there. And if you want an invite to the Discord channel, just let me know on Twitter, at Alex Gold. You can see it. It's pinned my top post. It's free to join. And it's just other people in the KC area that like betting, that want to help each other out with line movements. Uh, tell us your winnings. Tell us your bad beats. Uh, I posted mine about the Broncos from last Monday night. My goodness. So that is uh, a look at some of the the betting for this Chiefs-Chargers game. Now, let me just give you my other picks. Again, a shortened edition of that betting show. We'll be back live tomorrow, or excuse me, uh, next week on uh, that betting show. Next Thursday, 7 o'clock, back live, ready to roll. But with the Royals still having a game tonight, that's why we're just doing a podcast version. Uh, So my picks uh, for this week, after going... Uh, two and zero, or two and two in the NFL, and then two and zero in the NFL on props. Uh, this is where I'm going on the NFL route. Other than the Chiefs bets that I told you, I'll add that Chiefs over as one of my official plays for sure. The Chiefs over fifty three and a half for for this game against the Chargers. Then I like the Lions minus one and a half against Washington. So if we're looking at you know teams in that didn't have great wins last week, but they found ways to win. And then there's some that you buy into more. Like, I thought Jacksonville actually outperformed Washington in a losing effort. Like, to me, Jacksonville looked more impressive. Now, I like Jahan Dotson, the rookie, who had a couple touchdowns for the commanders. Um, But I thought the Lions showed kind of what they're going to be about. And that is they're going to run the ball, and they truly are going to fight start to finish. They came with a backdoor cover against an Eagles team that I think is going to be really good this year. And I, I like the Lions. The Lions were more impressive in a loss then Washington wasn't a win to me. So I like the Lions minus one and a half against the Commanders. Another NFL pick, and this one, be careful. I think you guys need to watch uh, what happens with Mac Jones. I, I had the Patriots. I put this one in already, so I'll stick with it. Patriots minus two and a half against Pittsburgh. Mac Jones did not practice on Thursday due to an illness. He also has been dealing with some, some back spasms. Got to watch this one uh, to me before you place the bet. But I do like the Patriots if Mac Jones plays to cover the two and a half. Pittsburgh, great win in overtime. But they needed overtime to beat a team that had five turnovers in Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. It wasn't like Trubisky and the offense lit it up. And now there's no T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh. I know it's a home game for the Steelers. Um, I, with Mac Jones playing, love them in this spot, even if that offense for the Patriots is terrible. So I really like the Patriots. And then my last one, uh, this is probably going to go against public opinion. In fact, I've seen where the public money is going. 
But the Titans at plus 10 against the Bills. It's gone down to 9.5. If you can get it at plus 10, I really like it against Buffalo. Buffalo looked dominant against the Rams. This is, to me, one of those spots where if you're the public, you got to be careful. You would think that the Bills are just going to kill the Titans. And they can. They they very may well do that. But I like the Titans uh, at 10-point dogs to cover against the Buffalo Bills in this game. You know, I think they'll get Derrick Henry in the end zone this week, unlike last week. They had a bad loss to the New York Giants, giving up that two-point conversion, and then they still had a chance to win it on a long field goal, and the kick from Bullock was just no good. Um, I like the Titans to keep this close enough to cover the 10 points. I don't think they have any chance to win it outright, but I do like the Titans at plus 10. And then lastly, three college picks. Um, If you want an explanation on these, we can get that on the Discord channel. I'm just running through these real quick. We're a little bit out of time here for uh, for that betting show for this week. Uh, but Auburn plus three and a half against Penn State, BYU plus three and a half against Oregon. You may have uh, caught their their game uh, in overtime this past week, a late late game, a late finish uh, there for for BYU and Baylor, uh, where BYU was able uh, to get the victory. And then USC minus twelve and a half against Fresno State. USC their schedule has been very soft so far, but man, have they put up points? Lincoln Riley and Kayla Williams have not missed a beat from their days in Oklahoma. That offense looks impressive. Uh, not sold on the Mountain West, certainly Fresno State. So I like USC minus 12 and a half. I think they can win by a touchdown in this game. So those are my uh, three college picks, my four NFL picks, if you include the Chiefs total. And then the, the prop bet that I like once again is Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns in this game. And also for each team to have a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown over on FanDuel with that boost. So those are the picks heading into week number two. Best of luck to everybody. Hit me up on Twitter at Alex Gold, the Discord channel, that betting show as well. And then we'll be back at it next Thursday, a live edition of that betting show, 7 o'clock over on 610 Sports Radio.